The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. The Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter first, say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you, cure the sick who are there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Gifts are given this morning to the 70 and they're sent forward. I often wonder what happened to those gifts because we're always told that we have the same things. We've been given the same things. They did not pass away with the disciples and the apostles. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a copperhead that appeared at the back entrance of the office here, and there was no treading on that snake, I can guarantee you. <laughs> if I'd have been here, it'd have been tread with a shovel, but that's, I don't think that's quite the same thing. So there's the moment when Jesus says, do not rejoice that the spirits obey you, and he goes into this bit about, I saw Satan fall. It almost sounds it's, it seems to me when I read it, it almost sounds longedly, or not longedly, but like um, he was upset about it. It was hurtful. 
which is not the way that we typically think of the character of Satan when we think of him. Or when we think of these characters, demonic power, do not rejoice in this. Um, and I've always thought that was a little interesting in this particular passage. But what's really going on here today is we're, we're starting to get our marching orders in terms of what ministry might look like. And there's a variation of things that it might look like, and it's sometimes we make the mistake of hearing a piece of Scripture like this and saying, this is precisely what ministry should look like. Well, you have to take the whole of the gospel. You can't just take one piece, but this is part of it. You will recall, those of you that were here last week or read the lectionary last week, and for those of you that weren't or didn't, I'm going to bring you up to date, but last week Jesus had someone come up to him and says, I, I want to follow you. I'll go wherever you go. And he says, uh, birds have nests and foxes have holes, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. And then another person comes to him and says, I want to follow you. I want to do whatever it is you do. And he says, but he says, but first let me go back because I have to bury my father. My father's passed away. And, he, and Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. And then a third person comes to him and says, I want to go with you. I want to follow you. I want to do whatever it is you do. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus says, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. At the beginning of that, of all of that, it says just in a brief sentence that he had set his face upon Jerusalem. <clears throat> in some places, it says like Flint. He had set his face because he knew that his ultimate place was going to be on the cross. He knew that he was heading down that road. And so we begin to get these pieces of Scripture of teaching what ministry might be like. And he just gave those last week of saying, this is what it looks like. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't expect these things. And you have to know that you may not have a place to lay your head. That's what that looks like. Now this week, we have a whole other piece about this is what this looks like. Seventy being sent out. Don't take this. Don't take this. Don't take this say peace to this place. If that peace rests there, then stay with them. If it doesn't, then shake the dust off your feet and leave that place. There have been two occasions in my life when I left a place that I wanted my wife to take a video of me shaking the dust off of my feet <laughs> and post it, but she wouldn't let me because, dare I say, calmer and prettier heads prevail. So, um, St. Stephen's is not one of those places. So, um, uh, but we get, we get these sort of orders of what it might look like today to go out and beyond and to do the work of ministry. And so we have last week, that's what it looks like last week for these things. We have this week about what if you go out and you're charged because you need to pay particular attention to the fact that these people were sent. Okay? It's not like sometimes what I see happen, priests are infamous for this, and lay, lay people do it all the time too. They will sit in their seats and they'll worship and they'll go, you know what I'm going to go do today? I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go feed the hungry. Or I'm going to go do… And that's great. There's nothing wrong with good works. Were you sent? Did God send you to that? So many times people will come back to me and go, I didn't find it fulfilling, or the people that I ministered to weren't fulfilled. It wasn't helpful in any piece whatsoever. And what was it that made you go do that? I just felt like it. Well, we're sent. We're supposed to be sent. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you don't just go do good work. Sometimes you do, but you know in your faith and in your upbringing because you've been taught, and if I've said it one time, I've said it a thousand, that you're not justified by your works. You're justified by grace, okay? I'll say it a thousand more times before I leave, I'm sure. You're not justified by works. You're justified by grace. The interesting thing that happens next by the way, it's, or the Common Lectionary does a great job. We've picked up exactly where we left off last week. So this is, runs one into the other. But the next thing that happens, if you were to go home and read just a little bit further, is the next place that Jesus goes is into the house of Martha and Mary. Now, you all remember the story. Most of you will remember the story that he goes into the house, and Martha's very busy uh, cleaning and cooking and tending to everything, and Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him, and Martha complains about her sister who is not helping her, and Jesus says, Mary has chosen the better thing today. Well, that doesn't sound at all like being sent forth into the towns and villages and ministering. Or it doesn't sound remarkably close to putting your hand to the plow and looking back. And that's because each of you individually has ministries in your life that in particular points of your life you are called to, and other times in your life you are not. Sometimes you are called to just simply be here on a Sunday because it's the best that you can do. And you know those times that you've had in your life. You know them. The Jewish saying, Good news comes and stays and joy is fleeting. Bad news will come and stay with you for a while and live. And it's true. It is absolutely true. Sometimes what you're called to do is to sit here at the feet of Jesus, and that is all, and to listen, because that's where you're at in your life. Sometimes you're called to go and be one of the 70, to go out in pairs, hopefully, but if not, at least to go out and to do things on behalf of the gospel, knowing that you're not justified by your works, but it is pleasing to God that we do them because there are people that are in need, and God, we are the body of Christ right now. We are the hands, the feet, the head, and the heart of Christ. Sometimes you are called to keep your hand to the plow. Sometimes, unfortunately, we are called to not have a place to lay our head. Sometimes we are called to a myriad of things at different parts of our life. But the key to all of them is listening to the one who sins. Not to our own internal voice, because that one will trick you into all sorts of things, but to the one who sins. We've all got some sort of ministry that we can offer. One of the things that happens today is he sends forth 70, and by this point in the Gospels, scholars will say, and I'm not a scholar, scholars will say that anywhere from 700 to to 1,500 people could have been following Jesus at this point. Maybe even as many as two or 3,000 could have been following him at this point, and he sends 70. Well, we all know the 80-20 rule. Politicians hunger after to talk about it. So do scientists. 20% of the work gets done, or 80% of the work gets done by 20% of the people, or 80% of the yield happens because of 20% of the actions. 
These 70 were chosen, but not all were. These people were today. Some were chosen to remain back. Some were probably sent into other directions to do other things. It's in the living. Because what happens is, is he does eventually make it to Jerusalem. He does eventually, of course, go to the cross and is resurrected. The symbol of our faith is a cross, and our faith ends in condemnation, but it has a new beginning. And the new beginning is to be sent forth from that day forward in a resurrection. So, I hope that you today will pray fervently, God, in Christ, through the power of the Spirit, what is it that you would have me do today for you? Amen.